Greeting again in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're coming to you this morning at our worship hour. We thank God for you joining us this morning. We're going to get into our worship. My wife and I, we're going to try to do a little worship song this morning. And then we're going to get into our word. God bless you this morning. Good morning. We're going to try to sing. Uh, I got a testimony. You got a testimony? I got one. As I look back over my life. And I think things over. I can truly say that I've been blessed. I got a testimony. Well, as I look back over my life, and I think things over, I can truly say. Sometimes I couldn't see my way through, but you know the Lord, he brought me out. Right now I can say that I can truly say I got the victory. I got a testimony. You know, the Lord has been so good to me. I got a testimony. I got a testimony. He placed my feet on higher. I got a testimony. You know, God's been so good to me. I got a testimony. He's been so good to me. I got a testimony. As I look back over my life and I think things over. Now this I say, brethren, 
that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall, uh, at the last trump, well, excuse me, we shall be changed at the, uh, with the last trumpet sound, mm -hmm. and the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible shall be put on incorruption, mortal shall be put on immortality, but when the corruptible shall be have put on incorruption, and the mortal shall mm -hmm. have put on immortality, mm -hmm. then shall it be brought to the past the saying that is written, mm -hmm. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gave us the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brother, be therefore steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. All right. Let the household of faith say amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, man's existence on this earth, and according to the scriptures, paint a real bleak picture of the ups and the downs, and with little hope to be able to win this battle that we call life. Our bodies have... Since the fall of man, uh, uh, designed to from dust to dust, mm -hmm. ashes to ashes, and we're going to go right back to the same ground that God created us out of. Amen. It says in Genesis that Adam was made out of the dust of the earth, and mm -hmm. and out of that dust of the earth, God blew into him the breath of life, and he became a living soul. Mm -hmm. Also, the Bible says in Job, it says that man that is born of a woman is what? Hmm. A few days and full of trouble. Yeah. And he cometh like a flower and is cut down and fleeth as a shadow and continues to not. Then David also said, he said, for as a man his days is like grass and a flower in the field and he flourishes and the wind passes over it and is gone and the place of it is therefore known no more. So when we come into this world, our days are numbered, is limited. We need to make sure that we take advantage of every opportunity to live this life the best we can. See, those authors' analysis of man's life, as my mother would say, mother said, not here today, gone tomorrow. Mother said, here today, gone today. Life can be real short if we don't take opportunity of it. Life looked like this hopeless existence sometime uh, from our birth all the way to the grave. Not a whole lot happening in between because you can get sick in between, can't you? You can go through difficulties in between. There's a whole lot of stuff can happen before, after you're born and before you die that will get you caught up into dealing with some things in life. Life sometimes can be such a dismal looking picture that the world around us sometimes makes you feel like you're hopeless. How you going to win this battle and obtain the victory when things are happening in your life that you cannot control right now? So how are you going to win the victory? So today we want to talk about living a victorious life in a world that's not so victorious. Living a victorious life in a not-so-victorious world. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come. And as we come, Lord, we ask that you would just lower your servant down into the well of thy salvation. Touch my lip that I may boldly say those things that you have laid upon mine heart.
Lord, if there's anything like sin, sink it away into the sink it into the sea of forgetfulness where it'll never rise again. Touch my heart and my soul that I may be of thee and be of thee and not of me. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Living victorious in a not so victorious world. You know, one year we was at vacation Bible school and we were studying about living in victory for Jesus. And throughout that whole week, we learned about the steps of victory, the steps against our adversaries, the victory of our boundaries, being equipped for victory and being prepared for this ultimate victory that we'll have in Christ. The problem with living a victorious life is that dreaded common denominator, death and sickness. Sickness and death can come, and sometimes it'll throw a curve in your relationship and your family and everything because it's just part of the components of life. It just is. Now, we always think of an inheritance that we will leave into our children as we die, and as though we thought about it, I thought about our inheritance of the death penalty. Did y'all know we inherited the death penalty from Adam? From Adam's sin, every man had to go through this earth to die, mm -hmm. to go right back to the ground. So we inherited, because of the sin of Adam and Eve, we had inherited a death penalty. Mm -hmm. All of us have uh, this death penalty that we have to face. It doesn't matter if you're rich. It don't matter if you're poor. It doesn't matter if you're healthy, if you've been sickly all your life, whether you're large or whether you're big. Male or female, good or bad, tall or short, saved or lost, death is going to come knocking at our door one day. Mm -hmm. Death has no respect to persons. Mm -hmm. It take from the innocent all the way to the elderly. Mm -hmm. It come to the weak. It'll fall on the strong, mm -hmm. the brave, even the coward. It doesn't matter what a man or a woman can do in their life. They're going to have a visit one day. The problem is the analysis of life that we uh, have our body is uh, dead and gone, but our soul will live on. Mm -hmm. This body going to fade away one day, but we're going to have a good account of our soul. Mm -hmm. There's another inheritance that is repaired for us that we have a choice of deciding the final conclusion of the matter. Mm -hmm. And that's then where our body will die and where it will remain. And will it remain buried in the ground or we are part of that holy resurrection when Jesus comes to bring us back into his south? The question is where will your final resting place be once you leave this earth? Before all of life ends for us, you need to make a decision where you want to spend eternity. Mm -hmm. and, and, and look, you can hope all you want. You need to make a decision where you will spend eternity. See, we claim the victory in Christ that he won on Calvary, but in order to be really to show the merit of that, we have to walk in Christ. We got to be able to live according to his terms. We can live in victory even in this not-so-victorious world by making the right decision to accept Christ today. So as life, in this life, we all must be looked at from two perspectives, the natural and the spiritual. In the natural, we must realize that this old earthly body is going to fade away one day. We know that. But in the spiritual, we have a promise of everlasting life if we choose to do so. If we choose to accept Christ, we have eternal life in heaven. But if we reject him, we have everlasting damnation in hell. Mm -hmm. The epistles in Second Peter tells us that the day of the Lord has come like a thief in the night. 
He said he's going to come like a thief in the night. So we don't know when he's coming, but the good thing is you can be ready. Amen. You don't have to wait until he comes. You no. can be ready now. Yes. Living a victorious life while here on earth, our bodies, sometimes it seems hopeless. Mm -hmm. But we live in a hope of a better day that we'll live when Christ comes to give us that great reward. Amen. We can live in victory knowing that God has prepared us in a world that will pass away, but we got a home and glory waiting amen, for us amen. with this hope that we can live victorious one of these days, not maybe here on earth, but we can live in the hope of this final victory that we'll have in Christ. So as we come to our text this morning, Paul is talking to this church, teaching them the doctrine of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's trying to get them to understand how that we can live this life and still go through difficulties, but still feel as though we're living in victory. See, remove this in all of our hope of eternity with him and in living a victorious in life is in it. So we got to keep our hope in Christ to be able to walk in victory down him. See, Christ's resurrection is the key to our victory, ain't it? He's the key to our victory while we're here on earth, but also in the hereafter. Paul tells us later, he says that if we be preached that he rose from the dead, and now some among you is not, there is no resurrection from the dead, but if there be no resurrection from the dead, then Christ is not risen, and if Christ is not risen, then all of my preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. So Christ his, he had to do what he had to do in order for us to be able to have the reality of life and to deal with victory here on earth. Amen. If Christ had not risen, we would not have no hope of victory. Mm -hmm. Our hope of victory rides on the fact that Christ accomplished what we need to accomplish in the future. He, he was able to, to, to raise up after death, and Christ gives us now that power of the resurrection so we too can be risen above our situation here on earth. See, this is the foundation of our faith, and without it all, our preaching and all of our teaching is in vain. Christ, the hope of victory that gives us the power to be able to raise up above all of this mess and stuff that we deal with while we're here on earth. Even at the time of Christ, during that time, Paul wrote this letter Things look real bad. Our leader and teacher was that of this uh, had been crucified, Jesus Christ. The apostles had been hung, had been beheaded. Persecution was rampant all around. And the church looked like there was no hope. How could victory come when things look so bad? Paul's letter was to encourage them that the battle had already been won. See, the thing is, when things look hopeless, you got to look up, ain't it? And I found out that sometimes God got to knock you on your back. That the only thing you can do is what? Is to look up. But God has to do that. That's just the way we are. Yeah. But the thing about it is that I think I got to have a God that, that will, will look beyond what I think is uncomfortable and put me in a place where sometimes it is uncomfortable, but he's doing it for my good. good. See, our first point in our victory is has nothing to do with uh, how things look in your present circumstance. You know, you know, and, and I just want to speak to a situation. I know it was last year things weren't looking too good, but but God ain't, mm -hmm. huh? Ain't God able? God. Huh? God is able. So you cannot look at your present circumstances and say, "Oh, poor me, baby, things ain't gonna get no better." But God, don't 
Don't eliminate God out of the equation. See, when you take God out of the equation, things going to look bad and there is no hope. But with God, I think the Bible says that all things are possible. Eh? See, our scripture said, now I send you, brother, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. He says that what? Nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Mm -hmm. But I show you a mystery that all shall not sleep, but she will change in the moment of the twinkling of an eye. Mm -hmm. The last trump, that the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible and shall be changed. For this incorruptible shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality. See, in our current state, mm -hmm. in our present circumstances, things must change in order for us to have the victory. Things can't keep on doing what they're doing unless we want to have the victory. Mm -hmm. You can't keep going down the same road expecting different results. Mm -hmm. They call that, what, you crazy, ain't it? Yeah. Insanity is doing the same things and expecting different results. So you got to change something. We said it last week. You got to change something in order for you to get in the right road, on the right path, to do what God wants you to do in life. See, we can achieve victory Clothed in these bodies that we were born in. We can do that. See, we can do it by accepting what? Jesus Christ. Amen. You can't have the victory in this body unless he have Christ in your heart. Come working on. for the hope of his return. See, Romans 12 and 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. So you got to get your mind right, tuned into God. If we go through a change to have a victory... We must go through some changes down here. Amen. So, you know, change happens when we die and transform or transition from the physical to the spiritual. But in order for us to deal with the victory down here, we got to have some changes happening too. Amen. So if the flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven, mm. how can we be victorious doing the same old things without mm -hmm. any change happening? Mm -hmm. Huh? See, mm -hmm. we can't keep doing the same things that mm -hmm. cause us to be defeated Come and on. expect victory. Come on, huh? Without changing the corruptible things that are in our lives, yeah. we cannot experience the victory that is in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul explains that the victory or is a mystery. See, we don't understand how God did things and, and what happened. The only thing we know is that God did it, and I'm glad about yeah. it. Amen. And through all Amen. of the readiness of reading and studying God's Word, sometimes we can have this perceived notion that we can know enough. But you'll never know enough. You always be coming up short when mm. God is working things out. See, many of us might agree with that when, when we turn our life over to Jesus, that it happened in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. But it just didn't happen in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. It happens, what, uh, a moment of a twinkling of an eye in this situation, and then I have another one, it'll happen in a moment of a twinkling. God brings things into our lives, and we have small victories mm -hmm. and have small challenges. Mm -hmm. But every small challenge will give us a victory. Yeah. If, aren't you glad that we don't have to wait till the final victory? Mm -hmm. You know, I can celebrate the first down. Mm -hmm. uh, we got football uh, 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 people that like football in here. If you run and you get a first down, I'm going to celebrate that as a victory. Because if I celebrate that as a victory, it helps me prepare for the next one. Mm -hmm. See, every step in life is what? That's a victory. Right. If you look at that, that, God gave me another chance. Every day is a victory. 
Because God gives you another chance to live, ain't Amen. it? Huh? He gives us another chance. The Bible tells us, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old yes. things are passed away, but hold all things become new. We got to get rid of some old stuff Come on. to make room for the new stuff. Yep. Because if you don't get rid of the old stuff, you ain't going to have no room for the new stuff. Mm. God said, lay aside. I said last week, what? Lay aside. I told the kids at the funeral a few weeks ago, lay aside every sin, every burden that so easily besets us. In order for us to be able to live in victory, we got to learn to what? Lay some of that corruptible stuff beside mm. so that we can make room for that uh, incorruptible. Lay some of that mortal stuff beside so we can make room for the immortal. Lay some of that dead stuff aside so that we can make room for the living mm. stuff that God has in our lives for us. Huh? So we'll never be able. To live in victory until we learn to put some stuff aside. And then our second point is, Christ paid the price for us to live in victory. Yes, he did. He said that what? So when the corruptible shall have put on incorruption and the mortal shall put on immortality, then it's brought to pass the saying, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is that sting? Oh, grave, where is that victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of the sin is the law. But thanks be to God, ain't it? Which give us us the what? The victory through Jesus Christ. See, all of life, all of the burdens of life, all of the sufferings of life, all of the problems of life, all of the issues of life will come your way. But those things are corruptible things that will never last. God can take those things away if we would only put our trust in him. Our victory, when we experience this change in our life, it began to help us to see how the victory is. See, that's why I said victories come in small batches each and every day. Every time you win a victory for God, it gives you a little bit more strength. Amen. Huh? It gives me a little bit my cologne, confidence. Yes, confidence. <laughs> I, I can trust God now because I've tried him. That's what my mother used to say. Mm -hmm. I tried him for myself and yeah. I know God is able, ain't it? Yes, he is. See, he said that Jesus told his disciples after his, the mother of James and John's requested that they would sit on his right hand. See, two of the brothers came and they said, I want to sit on your right hand when you get into the kingdom. And Jesus told them, that are you able to drink of this cup that I'm drinking of? And they were wondering what was he talking about. See, Jesus had to drink the cup of bitterness and gall mm. that you and I have caused in our life. Mm. Christ took all of that and he consumed our sin, our burden, our meanness, our hatred. He consumed all of that so that now you and I can have a right to the tree of life. Christ took the punishment, the bitter gall, so that you and I deserve to have, he took that for us. So that Christ had to take that cup, all of the gall, all of the bitterness, everything that is in this world, he took it so that you and I wouldn't have to drink it ourselves. Mm. He drank that bitter gall so that you and I can be in victory. Sin, death, and the grave was swallowed up in that victory by Jesus, what, dying on the cross. And his dying on the cross now gives us an opportunity where we can live in victory. He paid the price for you and I to have the victory even though we are living in this not-so-victorious world. Mm -hmm. Then our last point is victory demands us to be what? Fixed in our faith. Mm -hmm. See, you can't live in victory if your faith is shaking. 
He said, your faith got to be fixed, ain't it? Mm -hmm. Our text says what? Therefore, my brother, be what? Steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. See, we got to be what? Steadfast and unmovable. Don't be shaken in your faith when sickness comes. Don't be shaken in your faith when death comes. Don't be shaken in your faith when trouble comes. We got to be able to stand on the promises of God. He said that I'll never leave you, neither will I ever forsake you, and we got to trust God and his promises. So don't be moved. I think I told Paul, preached a lesson uh, uh, to, the, uh, to his uh uh, his followers and, and the Pharisees and the scribes was giving Paul a hard time. The Pharisees and scribes were trying to, to, to throw him under the bus. You know what Paul said? Paul said that I won't let none of those things move me. Mm -mm. See, whenever people are coming against you, you're going to move me off of my destiny. I'm destined to be great. You can't move me. I'm destined to finish school. You can't move me. I'm destined to get to my destination. You can't move me off of my, my, my direction that I'm going. See, don't let people move you when you're heading toward God. Yes, you're trying to live yes. a, a Christian life. People Sign want to move you away from yes, that. But yes. Paul said, be ye steadfast and, and unmovable. Don't let people move you. See, mm -hmm. victory can, but just doesn't happen overnight. Some victory is taken at a twinkling of the eye, but then some other take a long time. The Bible said that God is what? Long-suffering. Yeah. God has a will, will, will be with you throughout the journey mm -hmm. of you getting to your destination Amen. if you would be what? Don't be moved by your faith. Be steadfast and unmovable. Mm -hmm. So if you want to victory, stop complaining and stop uh, criticizing when, when things come into your life. See, sometimes when trouble comes into your life, you don't understand why God is doing it, but just quit complaining, quit criticizing, and, 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 and hoping God would take it away. See, you got to realize sometimes God puts stuff in your path for your sake, for your good. Mm -hmm. It's not feeling good. It don't look good. But it's for your good. Mm -hmm. And we cannot add that up. How can you do something for my good if it ain't feeling good? But the thing is, God is trying to get you into a place where he can work with mm -hmm. you. And then God is able to do that. See, what God is looking for is for us to be really consistent mm -hmm. and persistent yeah. at us doing yeah. what we do. If we would be able to be consistent, God is being more consistent in our lives. If we're being more persistent, God will be more persistent. God demands us to be what? Fixed in order for us to be victorious. So we cannot stay the same. Mm -hmm. we got to be fixed in that position, not moving from where God wants us to be. So as we close this morning, living in victory in this world, in this current atmosphere that we're living in with the world affairs the way they are, it's not easy, is it? Huh? God never promised that life going to be easy. To live victorious in this world demands us to be more than just being an average, uh, the, the everyday Christian. God looking for some exemplary Christians that are willing to stand mm -hmm. when it's time, uh, when other folks are running. Mm -hmm. See, when God is looking for a few people 
a few good men. And that's what the movie said. God is looking for a few good men and women that are able to stand when trouble looks like it's falling down all around them. God is looking for some above average folk. Yeah. Not them average folk. Come you know, on. when you get in a fight, the average guy gonna run, ain't he? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. I, hey, look, I've done that. On, <laughs> I was the average guy. I ran. But the thing is, God looking for some what? Exemplary people that are not afraid to fight. He's looking for people that are willing to put their trust in him. How many of you know this morning mm. that God, that you're above average? See, God, yeah. ain't, God didn't make no mess when he made you. Mm -hmm. You're above average. You're one that God has set upon his throne. He said, we'll rule with him in the kingdom. That's so up. we ain't no That's everyday up. people. Nope. We have to be a people that, that understand the power that God has given unto us. See, they trying to win the victory in the world on their own power. See, we ain't fighting the world on our power. Nope. We're fighting the world with the Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost. We got the power that yes. we're able to Holy turn down things and be able to build up. And that's what we're trying to win the victory, not in our own power, but by the power of God. Holy Ghost. <laughs> the power of God. So you cannot make it in this world victorious mm -mm. all alone. You need to have Christ on your side. Yes. And we need yes. what? We need one another. Yes, we do. And there's a song that they used to sing back during the day, and I think uh, Leroy Haight, my cousin, Jimmy Haight, he said, when you walk through the storm, keep your chin up high and don't be afraid of the dark. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the storm, there is a golden sky and the sweet silver song of a lark. He said, walk home through the wind, mm -hmm. walk home through the rain. Yeah. Though your dreams be tossed and blown, he said, walk home wow. with hope in your heart and you'll wow. never have to walk alone because God is right there by your side. When God has made a promise, yeah. he's telling you something to have a divine uh, destiny in your life, God will not be uh, leave you all alone. God will be there with you. Yeah. The one that defeated sin will be that one. The mm -hmm. one that defeated death will be there with you. The one that defeated the grave, he'll be right there by your side. Harvey Walken said that he's there when? All the time. When it seems like your problems seem too much for you to bear, we serve a God that is what? He's there all the time. Isn't it good to know that God got a, we got a God that will be there with us all the time. We can walk in victory with our chin up high, uh, knowing that Jesus Christ is there with us, even at the point of death. You don't have to have this uh, knowledge of being all alone. God is right there. He yeah. said, if I ascend into heaven, you are that. If I make my bed up in hell, he you said, thou art that. If I ascend to the uttermost depths of the sea, you thou art that. He said, where can you go without God being there? Yeah. I cannot escape him if I would only draw him into my heart. Yes, Lord. When I draw Christ into my heart, mm -hmm. I can't go nowhere without him. Mm -hmm. huh? Think about it. He said that if I make my bed up in hell, God can yeah. rescue me out of that pain. Mm -hmm. Huh? Huh? And but sometimes we make we think God is God can't do that. Yeah, God, Jesus Christ mm -hmm. went into hell and preached to the saints when he when they were burying him in the three days in the grave, he went three days in the grave and he preached to all of the saints that hadn't heard the gospel. And he pulled saints back with him. If he can pull saints out of hell, 
What about you and I? Come on, man. Huh? He can reach way down, ain't he? Pick me and up. he can pick him up. Because yes. he had to reach what? Way down. Way down <laughs> to pick me up. Huh? Mm -hmm. But if he can pick me up, God is able to what? To pick you up. And then once God pick you up, you can live in victory. Even though we are living in a not so victorious world. If you look at the news today, you think that everything is falling out of pieces. Everything is failing. No. I, I was reading this I reading this past week, uh, the prophet Elijah said, God, you know that I'm the only one left. All of the prophets have died. I'm the only one left. And there are 400 prophets of Baal, 400 cult prophets there. You know, you know what God said? God said, no, you ain't the only one. Uh, I, I got I got over 400 that has not bowed to Baal. See, sometimes you think you're the only one out there. Mm -hmm. no. Hey, if you're the Baal, God got some more just like you. He's there. If God has picked you up, God got some more people that he picked mm -hmm. up to. Mm -hmm. So God is able to give us the victory here on earth while we're living in order for to really celebrate in the victory when we get up there. Amen. God wants us to live in victory here. Mm-hmm. Live in victory here. Don't look down and feel like that everything uh, that the world is doing, that, that, that we are crying to God, we are poor. No, we are not poor men. We are the church. We, we are the children of God. We are the sons of God. So if we are the children and the sons of God, how can we walk around living like we have not gained the victory? Amen. The victory comes through Christ. And you can receive that today. God bless you. May heaven ever smile upon you. We thank God for you joining us. Ten minutes after eight, a few minutes passed. We started a few minutes late. But we thank God for you joining us. If there is one today that has not accepted Jesus Christ as a personal Savior, mm -hmm. you, can end the, you can win the victory this morning. this morning. He says that if you confess with your mouth, then believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. He said, thou shall be saved. See, four little words. You can be saved by believing in your heart, you know, confessing with that mouth. You know, let the world know that I have received Christ. And then have that confidence in your heart that everything's going to be all right. God will give you that victory. Is that one today? If not, we thank God for you joining us this morning. We thank God for those who came to be with us this morning. Uh, we ask that you continue to bless our ministry. Continue to pray that God will be a blessing. To, through you to be able to become a blessing to somebody else. God wants us to pass it on. I, I like it when you go to Harvest and somebody behind you pay for your uh, lunch. What do they call it? Paying it forward, ain't it? Hey, take the blessing that God has given you and what? Pay it forward. Let somebody else know about the goodness of the Lord. Let somebody else know about the victory that God brought into your life. See, somebody is waiting for your testimony because your testimony is about how God gave you the victory. And they need to know that in their situation, that is much like what you went through, God can bring them the victory too. God bless you. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come. And as we depart, Lord, we ask that you would give us traveling mercies. Bless us as we travel over the highways as we go through the different areas that we might be able to reflect the love of Christ. 
the victory that Christ has in our heart, then we might let the world know that in spite of what they're going through, in spite of their situation, God can give them the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. God bless you. We'll see you on next week, and hopefully that we will be able to be on Friday night at our Bible Institute, Sunday morning at our Sunday school and our worship hour. God bless you, and may heaven ever smile upon you.